The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Good afternoon, fellow cigar passionados and passionadas. Welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. It's always entertaining, always unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter on the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. And today we're going to be smoking this. We're going to be smoking the Enclave Habano Toro by AJ Fernandez. Oliver is traveling this week, mm-hmm. so it is myself and Aaron here. And uh, welcome everybody. How you doing? I'm doing well. You? I'm doing all right. Hanging it's, in there. It's always great when Oliver's not here. It's you always know, great you when Oliver's not here. Get a word in edgewise. Yes, exactly. He you know, does tend to talk a lot, yes. Nobody's arguing with us. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when the cat's away, the mice will play. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, Labor Day this week. Did you do anything special for that? Uh, I mean, I went to a cookout with some friends. Yeah. Uh, nothing huge, though. You know, nice and laid back. I like to keep things pretty mellow. I'm not a big, you know, huge event guy where it's like you like to interact with a ton of people uh, you know i've said it before i'm a big introvert so <laughs> yeah yeah I'll yeah stick with you, my, uh, you don't really like to plan for things yeah like just just go with the flow and <laughs> avoid people at all costs <laughs> <laughs> avoid people at all costs well it's cigar smoking that's a social thing i mean do you, do you typically well, smoke it, by yourself it's or a so- do you it can be a social thing yeah. or it could be an anti-social thing because mm. if people around you don't like it then mm. they'll move away <laughs> so it, it kind of works in my favor in a lot of cases <laughs> So do you use it to, to, to basically back people off? Sometimes. You you know, people you know, off? I use it as an excuse or like, you know, if I'm, all, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go smoke a cigar. I'll go over here so I don't bother you. And they're like, oh, don't, we don't mind. I'm like, no, no, you do. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, my. Well, it was a pretty uh, low-key. You know, obviously Sunday was a total washout. Yep. yep. And um, I was actually up at the Seacoast Cigar Bar. I, I worked there mm-hmm. on Sunday afternoon. Nice and, place, yeah. And that was, yeah, it was very nice. And uh, incredibly busy. And maybe that was because of the um, uh, rain and everything outside. But I didn't, have a, I didn't have a break the whole time I was there. It was mm. really, really nice um, to be so busy. You, you don't know what to do when it's really dead. Yeah. It <laughs> like makes it drag out. Yeah. You know, but Monday, Monday, the weather was perfect. Mm-hmm. And um, we hosted a, a little cookout. We had some friends. We had some neighbors who just moved in next door. Had them over. And... Um, I don't think they were cigar people. Now, I, <laughs> yeah. you know, waited until they left before I yeah. lit up. You you might have lit up to get them to leave. <laughs> and blow know. it in their face. And no. No, I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more subtle than that. I'll, 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 I'd rather leave than cause other people to okay, leave. Okay, there you go. Most cases, so yeah, the, I'm okay with the that. The other family that we had over, the, the husband, uh, Rob Fogel, who listens to the show, he's a cigar smoker, too. Okay, that's nice. And so yeah. that we had a great time. Sat out on the porch, did the cookout thing. Nice. And it, that just seems to be it. Everybody just wants to do a cookout and have hamburgers and hot dogs and 
steak yeah. or lobster for Labor or whatever. Day. It, I mean, it's like all the other, you know, ho- summer-ish holidays. I mm. mean, for New England, it sometimes it doesn't feel like quite like summer. It feels more like fall. Uh, often. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this year, not too bad. Not, not too, too bad, bad this year. Yeah. Not too bees bad were still year. out. You know. Yep, yep. It was perfect weather to be outside. A few friends got stung by bees nice at day. the cookout I was at. So. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bees, actually, yesterday I was out smoking a cigar in the mm-hmm. backyard, and this it was a two-inch wasp. Mm. It, it flew right by my head. It sounded like a beetle. So I was looking. I was like, oh, I'm going to spot a giant beetle. It was a giant wasp. Yeah. It's called a cicada killer wasp. A cicada killer yeah, wasp. Yeah, so it kills cicadas, you know, okay. which are pretty large right. bugs. Yeah. And so this thing's like two-inch, and it looks just like a just a giant wasp. And so I was like immediately, I was trying to get a picture of it. It flew away too fast. Uh, apparently they're harmless. They don't really mm-hmm. care about people mm-hmm. and they, they're not defensive about their nests or anything like that. But, you know, it gives you, give me a second. I jumped out of my seat for sure because <laughs> you see a wasp that big and you didn't think it existed. Two so inches is a good size that, wasp. It is. Yeah, that's it's true. substantial. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it was loud. I mean, the, the wings just, oh, I'm sure. Just huge. Oh my gosh. Um, so today we are smoking the Enclave Toro uh, by A.J. Fernandez, mm-hmm. and uh, um, this uh, is a great cigar. Mm. It um, comes in a Robusto, the Toro that we're smoking, Figurado size, and the Churchill size. The Toro is 6x52. It's got a Habano Rosado uh, wrapper and a Cameroon binder, and then uh, A.J. has filled it with uh, AGF Selects and Polito Cubano uh, uh, in the filler, and it's got this really, really nice um, uh, label on it. You know the, uh, and it's a American Indian here mm-hmm. uh, sitting on a horse, and there's some gold coins on the side. It's very pretty intricate. Yeah. It's a very, very intricate uh, band, and um, uh, you know, enclave. I guess you know the whole idea of the cigar is to, uh, you know, an enclave is a group of of people or or something that is surrounded by something else that's completely different from it. And okay. Cigar smokers are that enclave <laughs> that are surrounded by everybody else. Yeah. And he Normal really felt people. that the, the Native American Indian, where you know, which are you know, really where we get our tobacco smoking from, mm-hmm. are definitely at the center of that whole enclave mm. of uh, cigar smoking. And so they figure prominently on the cigar. It's a beautiful, beautiful band. Mm-hmm. And then there's a. Uh, uh, Smaller red band. It says AJ Fernandez uh, underneath it. It's a good-looking cigar. Um, great construction. Great construction. And, and I had one earlier this week, and actually, have a. For those watching, I'm, if you see me sipping a coffee here at the cappuccino, I usually don't pair when I'm reviewing a cigar or, mm-hmm. or just you know getting a first take on. It. But seeing that I did have one earlier this week, I feel confident that I can have this. Because I know that it's going to go well with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because when I was smoking, I was like, oh, this would be great with like kind of an almost chocolatey coffee. And I was like, cappuccino, that would be perfect. And it, it's going really well. Just Nice. We'll get into the flavor notes later. but That's right. You're yeah. normally just a, a water or nothing guy. Not even water, you know? Just, you just yeah, want I just the take cigar. It, take it with the cigar. Or if I'm going to have, you know, if I have a strong cigar, I'll usually mm-hmm. like have like a um, root beer with me. A root just, beer. Just to, like as... You know, keep the keep the uh, nicotine at bay, basically. Right, <laughs> You're getting too too much. You know, I've got a, a fair tolerance, but you know, I get to the really strong stuff. You get some of those Neanderthals. I'm mm. like, oh great, I'm going to tap out. But if I, you know, keep something sweet with me, I can hang in there a little longer. Enjoy That's the rest good. of the flavor. That's good. Yeah. So the no real soft spots or anything when I uh, uh, first lit the cigar, mm-hmm. and it's got a finished foot. 
Yes. Which yep. I kind of like. I, I'm, you know, I've got my torch with me, but I kind of prefer a, a soft flame a lot, mm-hmm. and those are great for uh, cigars with a finished foot. Actually, it makes had, it look really nice, too. On uh, Saturday, on the Cigar Authority, they mm-hmm. had um, Nick Melillo. Yes. And t- so they were smoking the, the Charter Oak, and that has a finished foot. Yes. And he shared something that I wasn't aware of with finished foot, is that it actually helps keep, uh, keep the... Humidity, the moisture in the, in the cigar. And I never thought of that before. It's like, oh, that makes sense. It mm. gives a little bit more longevity. It, did he say it has anything to do with helping the cigar light correctly? I, he didn't mention anything about lighting. I think it's it's more aesthetic, but also that it, it does affect yeah. the humidity in the cigar. So I do like I do like the look, and um, I do find that that uh, you know this lit up just perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice it's got a nice burn line. Uh, kind of a thick burn line there. The ash is really nice, kind of whiter. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you what are you picking up? With yeah, I'm this? picking. There's like a, a sweet, like a a salted butter is mm. is what goes comes to mind. Mm. There's, there's some other flavors there too, but the it's that creamy uh, with a little bit of salt. So it's yeah. like a, like a salted butter. Is what it reminds yeah, me of. yeah. There's definitely some salt there, and you know it's a um, I'd say a medium kind of finish. It, yeah, it, it hangs around for a second or two and then yeah. goes away. But uh, very creamy. I don't know if I'd use butter. I'd maybe use a little bit more nutty. But there's this. this there's uh, definitely like the nut, too. Red pepper kind of going on in the retro mm-hmm. that I really, really like. Yeah, it's got a medium strength. Mm-hmm. Feel that in your throat there a little bit. Yep. Very smoky. The draw is perfect. Not too tight. Not too loose. Yeah. It's very, very well put together. Yeah. So uh, great cigar. And AJ Fernandez was actually in town a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, really humble guy. You know, mm. doesn't doesn't speak. I don't think any English. Maybe a little bit. Okay. But uh, you know, it was, I was surprised. He was just very, you know, very humble, very honored to be in the industry and what he does and all the you know accolades he gets. That's great. I've never met him before. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed really nice. That's great. Where was he at? He was here. Uh, he was here in the studio for the Cigar Authority. Oh, that's so that was awesome. A few that was that's a, awesome. maybe a month or so ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um. What have you smoked this week? Mm. I smoked the Aging Room Solera Shade. So that's mm. the Aging Room with the orange, the Solera with the orange level. So you, right, you right. have the... Uh, There's a yellow wrapper. Yeah, the, the yellow wrapper with the sun-grown. Uh, but this is the shade, and it's... I actually didn't know it was a shade grown uh, when I was letting up. I was like, oh, orange. I was like, oh, it's different. I'll, I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> and, right. and it, but it was really smooth, very creamy. Uh, get kind of like a golden raisin taste on mm. there. Uh, you know, but it, it picked up some earth notes as you went along. So it kind of got more and more earthy and right. a little less sweet as you went along. Uh, at one point, it made me think of like a honey wheat bagel. Really? Like, so it had kind of a wheat and it had that sweetness, like a honey sweetness. Uh, and I used to have honey wheat bagels all the time. And like, just, I don't really go to them anymore. But uh, but then the end, you know, it really the earth picked up a little bit too much for my liking. It mm-hmm. was still good. If you mm-hmm. really like, it was I was getting into that um, honey wheat kind of flavor sure. realm. And so when it went back, it went to more earthy. I was kind of disappointed because I was enjoying that so much. Mm. Uh, but still, it was a great smoke. Uh, right. So you know, I recommend it. You know, anybody try it. If you like the Solera, try the Solera shade. You know, it's yeah. it's definitely worth it. The Solera, the sun. I haven't had that one yet. The Sun Grown is my favorite mm. that the uh, that Aging Room does. Yeah. I think it's one of their best cigars. Yep. Very very enjoyable. Yeah, I got to spend some time with uh, Nick Malillo myself mm-hmm. uh, on Friday, last Friday. Oh, yeah, saw the, po- the <coughs> photos. Yep, got some photos. That was nice. Great guy, um, and he's willing to be on the show. Oh, yeah, <coughs> great. Yeah, Next so we're going to have him on. We'll, we'll work that out sometime in the future. 
But uh, I was able to have one of his uh, wise man. Yes, uh, yes. I spoke on Saturday. Yep. That was great. And uh, the wise man is basically the Maduro version of his El Wense cigar. Yep. San Andreas wrapper. And San Andreas wrapper on it. That's really what's different. He did, it, and he said he did alter the blend a little he bit. He altered it a little bit. Just to bit. complement yeah, the, the wrapper. Just to complement the wrapper, but it's basically the same cigar. And, um, you know, that San Andreas, I, I love that wrapper. Mm-hmm. And he just... Uh, had it really, really nice. It was this nice kind of dull, oily sheen to it and everything. And um, uh, the retro had a lot of pepper in oh, it yeah. up front. And uh, and then some coffee on the finish of the cigar. And uh, it was a really creamy kind of finish. Really well-balanced. Very well-balanced cigar. Yeah, I think it was one of his best. Yeah, I, yeah. It, you you know, know, I've got to smoke a few more to really make that final determination. Sure. But, they but don't even come out for another week. Well, I think know, we have them now. Yeah, but, but you know, it's, it's this great. This week they'll be out. So. Yeah, right. And um, nice straight burn, white ash, and not flaky, and it um, held on for an, at least an inch or so. It mm-hmm. was a really, really enjoyable cigar. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the El Wense for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I yeah, smoked yeah, a lot of El Wenses. Yeah. Uh, so it, it felt like the El Wense, but it had some of that the San Andreas flavor, so some of the earthiness and mm. some more of those darker coffee flavors you know, where you get a lot of the sweeter, the, sorry, the cedar and the spice mm-hmm. and the El Wense. Uh, so I thought it was a great combination. It just worked really well. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's a great addition to the line. Mm. Um, I like it much better than the the original cigar. Actually, it's much, mm. and that's just more in my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, and I love the El Wense, but I thought mm. that this Wiseman was a, a step above, even so. Yeah, yeah. So Nick did a great job there and everything. Um, so that's incredible. Uh, let's you know before we get more into this cigar, let's do a little bit of a. Pastor Padron, Thou Shalt Not. We didn't get to that last week. We had that great interview with Christian Arola. Yes, yes. Uh, What a great episode that was. A lot of great information. If you missed that, go back and and download that podcast. He did a great job. We basically, the whole show was just an interview with him, and he was kind of unplugged. And that, you know, you'll just learn a ton. He's obviously very, very passionate uh, about what he does. And so that was a great interview there. But... um, this week's Pastor Bridgewell Thou Shall Not is a little bit different. Uh, uh, I was, you know, looking around and found this list of 10 things you should never do when smoking a cigar. And that's kind of like what I'm, you know, what the Pastor Bridgewell Thou Shalt Nots are about. Things that you don't do in order to, you know, avoid Mm-hmm. ruining your experience or other people's experiences around you and everything. And it and was a very interesting list. And spe- specifically, the Pastor Padron, Thou Shalt Not, is Thou Shalt Not Listen to number eight on this list. But let's <laughs> let's uh, go through the list here, okay? And this is um, uh, by uh, Granison Shines of the Blue Flame Cigar so- Society. Society. So I think All that's right. out in um, Scottsdale? Yes, I yes, yeah. I believe it is. Okay. And uh, he says... Uh, number one, never light another man's cigar by putting it in your mouth. Well, I don't know about your mouth, but I can't light a cigar with my mouth. <laughs> there you go. There's something to that. But, you know, I, I get what he's saying. You, you're not going to yeah. light somebody else's cigar for them by putting it in your mouth, lighting it up, and then saying, here, here you go. It's all set and ready to go. Don't do that. I completely <laughs> go, agree. Sweetie. I completely agree. <laughs> Just don't do that, okay? Number two. Uh, never ask to smoke another man's cigar. Now, this is this is where the list 
you know, this is like the reverse of, of the first. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not going to light another man's cigar for them, you're also not going to take a cigar that somebody else has lit and said, oh, can I have that? Yeah, one they're already you know? smoking. Right. That's just a big yeah. no-no, okay? Common and, sense, really. And then <laughs> three, never blow your smoke in another man's face. If you're that close. You know, it's that's disconcerting if you're that close. Yeah, I think that that there might be other issues going on there, but this is a good no, no. Don't intentionally blow smoke in somebody else's face. That's just it's rude. It's considered rude. Okay. number four, never take your cigar with you to use the restroom. Circumstances. No. <laughs> there's fire, there's flame, there's methane, you might blow up. To find restroom. Cure uh, the woods. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, you know, I don't know if I'm putting my cigar down. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. Some, some, uh, some restrooms actually have ashtrays in them, and, you know, you just don't want to fall asleep on the... You know, while I mean, the way a restaurant is built, it's one giant ashtray. We right? did, we, yes, we did, <laughs> we did have a uh, ashhole of the week where the ashhole uh, went into a public restroom, a Walmart restroom. You remember this? Yes, yes. And uh, he was drunk too. <laughs> yeah, and so oh, he's he lighting. His you know, and, uh, yeah, his his cigarette fell into his underwear, which then lit on fire which. and set off the smoke alarms. And the uh, fire department came and had to burst in, break down the door. He was still sleeping. I don't know and then what was so combustible blew in his him, underwear. Blew him, <laughs> you know, and, it just, and that's what woke him up was uh, getting the fire put out. Yeah. Not the fire no, no, or the fireman nice breaking warmth, down the door. You know, a nice warmth. Yeah. Nice so warmth. maybe that's why you shouldn't do it. Uh, but, you know, I, I, all right, that's, that's, I don't know if I'd say never. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say the, never. Circumstances might require depends. it. <laughs> okay. Never puff, puff, pass. Which this your is like cigar. a repetition of like the first two. All right, yes, number one and number two are basically you know repeated here in number five. Don't puff, puff here. Oh, this is so good. Try it. Well, that's basically having done number one and number two. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, just in general, like just sharing a cigar. It's you know, it's not like sharing a straw even because mm. a straw is plastic. It's not going to absorb the your saliva and stuff like a cigar. It's, it's absorbing that. Moisture from your mouth, it's like yeah. it's way worse. Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't share my straw with another guy I in don't general. S- I don't share straws. Maybe with, like, my nephews. I don't but share like, straws either. But a cigar, no, no. Yeah, I don't want anything in my mouth that has been in somebody else's mouth. No. Okay. Um, never, this is number six now, never smash your cigar in the ashtray when you finish smoking it. We can agree to that. We can agree that's, to that. That's fair. Okay. Uh, you don't have to snuff your cigar and, and you know, it. It actually makes the cigar stink yeah. and releases a lot of the ammonia and tar and thing that that is naturally in the cigar. And it burns more. And it, like, it actually will burn oxygen, more. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's na- and it's hard to clean up. And as somebody who does that a lot working at a cigar shop, don't do that, please. Like You're just making my job a whole lot maybe harder. But fo- it is. It's making a huge mess. Maybe they were a cigarette smoker before, mm-hmm. and they're thinking that's what you can right. do. Cigarettes, if you don't put it out, it isn't going to go out. Cigars will go out on mm-hmm. their own. You don't have to do that. Anybody who's talked with a cigar on their hand knows that'll happen. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, number seven, Put your never put your cigar behind your ear. 
Now, I, I don't know how I could do that. I mean, now, maybe it's because I tend to smoke larger ring-gauge cigars. They don't fit behind my ear. I don't understand they this would, one at all. You know, I... And, I mean, is he talking about an unlit cigar or a lit cigar? A lit cigar, you're never going to put that behind your ear because as soon mm. as you bring it there, you're burning your eyeball. Mm. So... Yeah. And, and an unlit cigar, it's like, why would you need to put it behind your ear? It's not like a carpenter's <laughs> pencil where you're just like, oh, I'm going to put it here for now. It, and, it, and again, it, like... It's not going to fit. I don't know. Maybe really huge, like Dumbo ears right, might right. fit back there, but I don't most know. people it's not I would not be able to do that. My ears are not, you know, I, I think they're proportional. I, you can't really see them. I feel like. I've got these things on my ears, but they, they're not big enough to hold a decent cigar. The more I look at this, the more it feels like he just took a list for c- cigarettes and just changed it over to cigars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, you know something? That may be true. Um, number eight. And this is where I have my my big issue. Uh, never blow cigar smoke through your nose. And that is Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Not. Thou Shalt Not Listen to Number 8. I don't care if you listen to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, or 7. That's, that's <laughs> Share all the spit you want. Who cares? But no. <laughs> when it comes to Number 8, uh, I have to respectfully disagree because... Uh, blowing smoke through your nose, a.k.a. retrohaling, is one of the ways in which you taste and experience the cigar. You will miss a whole bunch of what is going on with the cigar if you do not smell it, if you do not retrohale uh, the cigar. If I didn't retrohale this, for instance, there would be you know, all of that uh, yeah. red pepper that was, is going on is going to be completely missed. And that's part of the experience. It's part of what has been designed for you to experience. So, you know, retrohaling is a part of the process. You don't inhale the smoke. Nope. You don't breathe in. This isn't, you know, cigar uh, smoking is a a, a tasting and smelling thing. It's not a breathing thing. (laughs) But retrohaling is a natural and good habit to have. Mm -hmm when you are enjoying a cigar. You don't have to do it all the time. And um, I do it more often maybe than most. I think you retrohale I, a pretty lot. Pretty often, yeah. Usually you know. like the tail end of almost every puff. It winds right, up just right. Just instinctively. I just, you know, I, uh, Oliver, I think, is, you know, not quite all the time, but he, but he likes to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. In fact, it's part and parcel of learning about cigars. And it carries over to the other tastings. So uh, scotch... Mm-hmm. And uh, wine in particular, so yeah. it's like, and it's not that you're shooting it out through your nose, right? But it's like after you take your sip, you take a big inhale and exhale through your nose, and you're mm-hmm. going to get more flavor through that. Right. You do it at wine tastings and mm-hmm. scotch tasting all mm-hmm. the time. It's like you get mm-hmm. that real flavor. It's the same with cigars. All right. Now, out of respect for um, uh, Mr. Shines, we'll finish his list here. Um, number nine: Never flick your ash on the floor on purpose. Yep. Totally okay. agree with that. That's common sense that's again. common sense, and that's kind of a rude thing to do. Um, I know Steve Saka kind of does that because he doesn't want to look for an ashtray, but <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah. You know, he can do what he wants. Are you playing ashketball? Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're doing ashketball, that's different because yeah. now you're playing a game and it's expected of you to be ashing on the floor. And those that don't know the game, it's you're flicking your ash from a cor- five, six feet away into an ashtray. Right. Don't right. try it all the time. Yeah, do it outside. All, we've all played beanbags. <laughs> yeah. This is beanbags without the beanbag. It's with the ash on your cigar. And you flick it over, and if you get it into the hole, you get five points. Got the finesse. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a fantastic game. But don't be just doing it out of rudeness, okay? 
Uh, and number 10, never talk with your cigar in your mouth. Come on. Now. It's just nitpicking. I get this. This is another one of those. Uh, all right. Occasionally, you know, I, you know, if, if we never take your cigar out of your mouth like this and you're just going to talk. Okay. I don't know anybody that can smoke that <laughs> like that you anyways. Know, <laughs> the, the people who do that, I think, are the people who. Um, you know, they're chewing the end of their cigar. Yeah. And, and that's more the enjoyment for them than actually smoking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Your cigar was not meant to be kept in your mouth. It's meant to be kept in your hand. You bring it up, you puff, puff, and you bring it down. It's not something that you just keep in your mouth. You don't see us doing that. And it's not just because we need to talk. We're on the radio. It's That's how you smoke cigars. Yeah. But if you are using your hands and you have a cigar in your mouth and you talk, you know, uh, I don't know. I couldn't carry on a conversation like that. I would drop it for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I can hold it if I need to use my hands, if I'm working outside or doing right, something. Right, right. Uh, I could maybe squeeze out a word or two, but, you know. All right. That's it. So that's that list. And so, uh, again, you know, uh, other than number eight, I can I can pretty much I can pretty much say okay all right if this is this is your top ten of what not to do that's totally fine it's just redundant but uh, so it's really it's, like a top three it is it is a redundant <laughs> list it's Too, basically don't put somebody else's cigar in your mouth don't put what's been in your mouth into somebody else's mouth and don't talk with it. Yeah, well, it's in and your if mouth. Grandison's <laughs> listening. Feel free to write in some hate mail. We love it. So, <laughs> I mean, we hate it. Just don't, don't do that. No. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So, um, Instagram highlight of the week. Ah, we have some news here. We have, we some, have good some news here, right? Uh, our exile is over. So the Ashholes hashtag is back. Uh, there's no more restrictions on it, so we can see everything that's coming up live. Uh, you know, it's a much more popular hashtag. It's, it's you know, a little bit more open than Ashholes Radio, which right. we're still going to use. Right, you know, so right, right. Go ahead, use Ashholes Radio. We're checking both of them. Uh, but the the hash- hashtag, the Ashholes, is back up and running at full steam. Uh, so nobody, you know, just keep it clean. We don't want to lose it again. <laughs> I, I think it's an automated thing. So I, I think it's, it's been what, maybe eight, nine weeks or something. Yeah. It's been a few months. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been at least that. Yeah. And the, it seemed to have run out on the same day of the week that it, that it started up. So mm-hmm. because it, it came back Tuesday, I check them every day and yesterday it was back up and running. So okay. we can see our live view. Fantastic. Or, That's awesome. Cause there were thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of hashtags. Yeah. I mean, there's almost that. three, th- you know, yeah. over 3000. So it's, right. it's a good hashtag. We want to keep it. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so in honor of that, I'm going to highlight one of our you know, older uh, supporters over Cigar Noise. So that's Dave West. He's, and Cigar Noise is a website. They do reviews and other things like that. Uh, they're, you know, they're great. He's an editor. So Dave West. And you know, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago about you know, what kind of pictures do you like? What would cause you know, a cigar photo to like? It's right. like this is a great example. Like Every photo that he posts mm. is just top quality. You want to get you know, inspiration for how to frame your shots or whatever. Mm. I mean, this is the place to go. I mean, Cigar Noise. And yeah. It, and it's just one word, Cigar Noise, mm-hmm. um, on, it, and on Instagram. Uh, you know, great shots. Just every one of right. them is just stellar. And they have, they have an app for your phone, yes. Cigar Noise does. Yep. And um, one of the things you can do in that app is find cigar podcasts and stuff. And we're one of the ones... That's on his mm-hmm. list. Yep. So they're they're great supporters. Great supporters um, of us. We're definitely great should be following them. them. Yep. Great, 
exactly right. If you're looking for inspiration for how to um, put a picture together, he's a great guy to look yeah. at. And I it's love like every his time stuff. he posts anything, it's like, oh, it's just yep. great shot. You Fantastic. kind of get a feel for like, oh, who's who's taking this photo? It's like, oh, that's that's Cigar Noise again. Uh, so, yeah, check them out for Very sure. Good. And you can use the Ashholes hashtag again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get this up here. Um, it's already that time where we have to take a break. But uh, when we come back, we're going to give more thoughts on the Enclave Habano Toro by A.J. Fernandez. We're going to do a little viewer mail. We'll hear what's going on with uh, Michelle Styles, Miles with Styles, And um, we'll talk some more stuff. Ash right. of the Week. It's going to be great. Come on back. time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man 
smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Ash Holes. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. <coughs> and be sure to follow us on Twitter and on the uh, uh, on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. All right, we're smoking the Enclave Habano Toro by AJ Fernandez, and I'm really enjoying the cigar so far. Yourself? Oh, yeah. A lot of flavor. Really great. Getting some like. Some nice cedar and some earth that's picked up into it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cedar, earth, wood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that nuttiness still. That nuttiness is still there. Very smooth finish. Mm. And um, I'm trying to place the nut. More like a walnut mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Not like I'm a peanut, but. I'm still getting a lot of that uh, red pepper in the retro, and that is really nice. It's like this red pepper and cedar. It's very, very spicy. Yeah. It's nice. Really great. Not like a huge pepper bomb, but it's it's very, very there, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense yeah. at all. Yeah. It's all right. It's very recognizable. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have some mail this week, and um, not so much from uh, mail mail, but we did get some uh, mail through our Facebook page. That's another way okay. that you guys can contact us. You can direct message us on Facebook and We'll answer you. And uh, this is from uh, Michael Rhodes, who is in uh, Waterford, Michigan. He's a regular listener to the show. All right, and right. he says, dearest assholes. Oh, this is going to be scathing. Dearest <laughs> assholes. I am a longtime cigar smoker who has been on and off again for a while. I worked in a friend's cigar shop for over a year, 15 years ago, and fell in love with cigars. Having recently quit smoking cigarettes, 
I've gotten back into cigars as a way to continue to enjoy tobacco in a less harmful and addictive manner. I found your podcast searching for cigar-related casts on the iPhone, and yours is really the only one I always enjoy. Wow. You okay. have great taste, Michael. Okay. <laughs> or terrible taste. I'm your sure. reviews are not overly pretentious. You're all clearly knowledgeable and passionate about your topics. You also give great advice. I was compelled to write, having smoked maybe a third of my first firecracker. He got a Fratello nice. okay. firecracker. And holy, <laughs> I can't say the next word on the air here. But um, that it first ends with it. Okay. <laughs> what a great smoke. Pepper from the first light. Delicious. Great size for a quick smoke after dinner. Thanks for the great recommendation. Keep up the good work, guys. I'm going to wrap up and finish this little gem, Michael. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. I love getting that. Right. Uh, Thanks for watching. We have a lot of viewers out there. And, um, you, know, uh, you know, looking at the... Um, uh, statistics, the analytics, and everything. We, you know, um, between uh, Podbean and all of the other places like Cigar Noise, where you can mm -hmm. download our our podcast. There's lots of places where you can get it. We're downloaded over twenty thousand times a month. Wow. We are. Uh, I had you know, no idea. Yeah, we, I, I, they don't tell me these things. We're we're the we're pushing. And... We're you know we've been out for <laughs> we've been out for uh, less than a year, ten months, yeah. and we're pushing two hundred thousand downloads. Wow, pushing two hundred thousand. No we're just under one hundred. I was guessing five or six. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're doing good. <clears throat> just on Podbean, that just on Podbean itself, we do about two thousand downloads a month, but um, uh, on everything put together, it's. Nice. You know, something like twenty thousand plus. Okay. Uh, over the last thirty days, and that's just fantastic. And so, uh, you know, we we do have an audience out there, and we're very grateful for everybody. And we love it when you write in, whether it's positive like Michael or whether it's hate mail. What is there to hate about us? I don't know. I like you that he pointed out that we, you know, we don't come across as pretentious because we you know we take a few minutes to make sure we're not pretentious. Right. You know, every, before every show. Like, right, okay, right. Let's, let's assholes, not be pretentious. We're assholes. No. We're not pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the whole idea here is to be a more laid back yeah, show. absolutely. Kind of like the talk you'd have in a cigar lounge or a cigar bar about, about your cigars, about life or whatever. That's the, you know, what we're supposed to be. And so Mike gets it and a lot of other people get it too. And we're glad, Mike, that you are listening and enjoying the show. Thank you very much for writing. We appreciate it. All right. That brings us to the ash hole of the week. Oh, yes. Okay. Now, last week we had uh, Hurricane Harvey and, and all of that, mm -hmm. you know, bad stuff that happened to our friends over in Houston. And, and there's and been a lot of good that's come there's been out a lot of, of people, like, rallying together, which is great. That, that is great. You know, we, you have not seen the whole, you know, uh, oh my gosh, Texas has collapsed. Houston, no, you've, yeah. uh, people really came together. They've really done a lot of great things, and um, uh, and so it's been really fantastic to see. And you know, for people who have been, you know, uh, affected by that, who are listening, you know, we've been praying for you, and um, uh, hope you're doing okay. However, the ash, the ash hole of the week this week. Um, you know, has has bubbled up to the that has bubbled up to the top, is a, a Houston native, 
by the name of the Reverend Joel Olstein. Does it go by Reverend? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure. Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein. You know, Pastor Pastor Olstein. Author and author among other things. And you know, he has this mega church down there that seats sixteen thousand people. And uh, during last week's storm and the subsequent flooding that happened, he closed that he closed the church down. And he got a lot of flack for that because that's a big place for people to go to to be safe. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a uh, you know for people who were, you know, flooded out. You know, a lot of times schools are used, churches are used, gymnasiums are used. You know, to to help uh, keep people safe during stuff like that. And, and he closed it up. And um, uh, this past Sunday, uh, he defended the decision and he said, "Quote." Uh, You know, I really believe in these times of difficulty, it's, for me, certainly not time to question your faith, but to turn your faith to God, because God is the one that gives you the strength to make it through these difficult times. We're not going to understand everything that happens, but, you know, having a poor old me mentality or look what I lost or why did this happen, that's just going to pull you down. Like we've been talking about all night you just got to turn it over and say, God, you're still on the throne. You know, the first half of that was all right. Yeah. And then it took a sharp turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, you know what? I'm going to give a little counterpoint to the closing the church thing because, I, I, you know, I've seen kind of both sides of it, and I right. get it. I understand, you know, what kind of went down. Uh, you know, there is a shelter that's a few miles down the road from there. Right. Uh, and I guess okay. apparently the the city does work with, with the church, I'm not even sure what the church's name is. Um, with the Joel Osteen's church, right? Um, and they tell them when they're going to need them as a shelter, and there right. was no call made. The city never said we're going to need you as a shelter. And that is what he justified his decision. He was not asked by the by the city of Houston or by the yep. state to and open they, up. They never imagined that the shelters would fill up. They didn't right. know the the scale of the devastation, so right. they didn't imagine that. So they sent everybody home. They closed up the church, which makes sense. Yep. You know, it's it's unfortunate. It's you know, it was bad. It it didn't wind up being the right decision. But right. it was right. a, it was a fair decision because, you know, you don't want to keep your volunteers there, putting them in harm's right. way necessarily. Uh, they want them to be able to go home with their families. Mm-hmm. So when they didn't have a need to use the church, there was nobody there, no security, nothing in the building. So right. you would have been letting people into an empty building, basically, mm-hmm. and just running amok, which we saw with the Astrodome. That Correct. did not end well at right. all. And right. So I understand like the the security risks. I and get you don't that want part of it. Safe. You know that's a, that's one of these iffy decisions. Yeah. You kind of have to make that call. I mean, how many times, you know, have I, you know, you know, I, many of you know, I, I am a pastor myself. I've been in church ministry. I've had to call off events when, yep. you know, bad weather was coming and. Sometimes, you know, you get the report and nothing happens. Yeah, and now you don't know what you don't now know. Now you've canceled your event for nothing. And other times you've gone ahead and, and had it, and you should have canceled it, you know, in yeah. the first place. So th- for that part yeah. of it, I don't think we can call it right. the actual, because that was, it's unfortunate. It, now, but the response. Right. That right. makes it an uh, he did. He said, you know, and this I, I get. He said, quote, had we opened the building sooner or someone got injured or perhaps the building flooded and somebody lost their lives, that would have been a very different story. Now, I don't mind taking the heat for being precautious, but I don't want to take the heat for being foolish. Now, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. 
Okay. Then, but then he, you know, again, what starts off as something good ends up taking a dive. Mm -hmm. He then continues saying, this is not just an attack on me. It's an attack on what we stand for, faith, for hope, and for love. Even Jesus said, when the world hates you, remember, it hated me first. And just, you know, that quote there, that quote, you know, (laughs) that Bible verse is not talking about business decisions yeah. <laughs> that is talking about standing up so for didn't, didn't peter the, the say gospel. something about yes. you, you know if they hate you for doing evil then you know you earned it it's like well if they hate right, you for being right, dumb right. Yeah, I mean, and again you know we don't blame them for this but yeah bad so, so let me let me be clear the context. reason i am nominating joel's team for the Asheville of the week is not necessarily for closing the church although i have my own opinions about that I don't necessarily think you wait until it's safe to help people who need it. Yeah, and I think what he said was that by the time that they realized there was an issue, all his volunteers were home and they were trapped. They couldn't get there anyways because of the flooding. So So it was a bad circumstance. So they should have been the church. Yeah, I think in the future they'll make the right choice. Telling people not to have a poor me, you know, attitude or that's that's pretty. You've lost your home. Yeah. You, you've lost your car. You've 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 gone bankrupt. You've you know forty people died. You know people have lost loved ones in this thing. Telling people, look, just smile through it. God's still on the throne. People that are not at the poor me stage yet. That you know? does That's not help road. anyway. So you know the the loving thing to do is to go in there and let people grieve and come alongside them and do it. Don't tell them not to do that. Yeah. That's just bad counseling. It's like saying and cheer so, up at a funeral. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's just that's just bad. It's bad it's bad all around. So for that reason, I'm calling Joel Olstein the asshole of the week. That that he earned right. <laughs> on that one. Anything else you want to say about that? I think that's it. We covered it. Uh, I mean, we'll probably have something else to talk about next week with uh what is it, Hurricane Iris that's coming to, to Florida. Iris, yeah. Hopefully that goes a little bit better. People are going to take note. And, you know, there are a lot of people leaving. I have friends that are in Florida. They're all like, we're going there. We're leaving town, <laughs> leaving city, you know, going oh to the high my. grounds. So let's. we didn't have uh, Miles with Styles last week because, again, we had this great interview with Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have one for this week. So let's uh, see what uh, Michelle has been up to. Michelle is one of our regular listeners. She's listening now. Hi, Michelle. And uh, she's a professional surfer and model. And each week she shares her experiences and her suggestions from her traveling around the world. She's uh, doing that as a surfer. She's been all over the place. She's been on, what, five continents, I think, so far this year. And um, you can follow her uh, at uh, MichelleStyle18 on, on Twitter and on Instagram at Michelle underscore Styles with an S, 18. Okay, so let's uh, hear what she has to say this week. Aloha. My week in Bermuda will be over by the time you hear this. I've had a wonderful time, and I highly recommend the shark diving and snorkeling. Both were a lot of fun. Soon, it will be back to business. For now, I have another week with my family in Maine, then I return home to Hawaii and back to full practice. I got a chance to stop in and see Cuarenta Bucaneros Cigar Shop, and it was cool enough. The selection was decent, though mostly Cuban. The prices seemed about right for a tourist spot, only about 20% above those of Two Guys Smoke Shops. (laughs) Overall, it was a pretty nice place, and the people knew their products. 
Maybe I'm just partial to two guys' smoke shops in the ash holes. <laughs> Love you guys. As far as brick and mortar goes, Corenta Bucaneros was exactly what one might expect in a cigar shop. Decent selection, knowledgeable people who even answered questions about customs and all the cigar accessories you desire. Other fine places to eat were the Hog Penny and Mickey's Bistro, both of which served excellent dishes my whole family enjoyed. Thank you to Dive Bermuda for the scuba lessons in Shark Encounter. And thanks to Fairmont Southampton Resort for an excellent time. With so many great places to go, food to eat, and things to do in Bermuda, it's a must-stop for your vacation plans. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. Well, there you have it, Bermuda. Yeah. Another place I have not been. Here's a pro tip. If you want to save some money on Cuban cigars when you're down there, look for the guys walking up the beach. You know, those, <laughs> they, have the real, they get the real deals, you know, like $10 Cubans. You know, uh. you know. <laughs> Don't do that, really. Oh, Don't. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It, if you go looking for Cubans and you're not going to a Habanos shop. No, don't. You're not getting Cuban. Man, there might even be shops that you're going to get garbage. Right, right. If, if, it's right. Way, if it seems way too cheap, don't. Just yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, she was, and Michelle was talking to me about this shark encounter that she did. And, you know, it wasn't in cages or anything like that. They actually went down to this reef and there are these sharks. That like are loan sharks? Or these or reef yeah. sharks oh, okay. that are, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just as dangerous. <laughs> Maybe a little less. Uh, reef sharks, they were like six, seven, eight feet long, and they had, you know, some uh, uh, guides who were down there feeding the sharks right right in front of them and everything. Oh, that, that's, that's and comforting. Yeah, it was, it was something freakish, else, right? you know, yeah. and, and you're down there, and, and when you see, when you're down snorkeling or diving and you see it, for me, anyway, a fish or something that's just two or three feet long, that's kind of makes your eyes bug but mm. to see a bunch of sharks that are taller than longer than you are tall that's got to be that's the thing it's like you know you see sharks on tv and you see the videos and even seeing them like next to people you don't really mm. get a, a real feel for the no. size the how big they really are until you're like right up in you know in person yeah. it's just a you know you hear a 15 foot shark you're like oh it's just a baby <laughs> and then you see it in person <laughs> you're like oh it's like almost three times my size yeah it's huge it's but one of the cool things that they did was you know, on on their um uh, the the surfers boards at these competitions they have a little gizmo they put on the back of the board that's supposed to repel sharks it puts off a noise or hmm. you know so and they took it off and they put it down at the bottom it just has a sign that says no shark right. zone yeah, right? ju- it, yeah it just says don't come near anyway they uh, and sharks read english mm-hmm. but they um they put it down there on the floor and they put some they put some uh, food on top of it and the sharks would not come near it oh okay well i've heard i've seen i mean years and years of shark week <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> where they experiment with it's like you know they won't go near a dead if there's a dead shark they'll, mm-hmm. they'll see it clear, clear which that makes sense you know yeah like, that people are the same way you put a dead body on something people leave you alone you know? but you know here it is i mean proof positive this shark repellent you know thing works you know here's the the, sh- the foods you know the, the sharks are eating it everywhere else but if it's near this thing they wouldn't go near it hmm. they would come towards it and then turn around and leave nice which I, I, I have had. that effect on women, too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, we no all thanks. have our crosses to bear, Aaron. <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear. So, very good, Michelle. We're glad you had a good time down there in Bermuda. And um, so, you know, I think you're actually smoking 
faster than me this week. Which is great. I mean, we just must have been talking a lot because, mm. I mean, I'm not – I'm maybe a little more than halfway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't been smoking too fast by any means. But really getting into it. It still has right. that sweetness and that little bit of earth, some nuttiness. Yeah, it's, just uh, to nice me, the, the earthiness yeah. and, and, and woodiness of it is kind of playing up. Um, a lot of that, that pepper and cedar is kind of, you know, mellowed out a little mm-hmm. now. And um, it's still a very medium-bodied cigar. Yep. You know, but the, f- the flavors have kind of uh, gone from more bold into a more subdued kind of form. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't have these huge transitions, but it does have changes as it goes along. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of builds, you know, it kind of adds more flavors. Right. So they they kind of change their balance as you go along. So not these huge transition points, but it still has a lot of complexity where it just right, you know, right. progresses as you go along. Yeah, and the burn has been great. I haven't had to touch it up at all, no. as you guys Yeah, I've see. had it almost going out because I'm ignoring it, drinking my coffee here. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, starts right back up again and catches up. Yeah, that's one of the great things you can do here at the 21st uh, Studio, Studio 21, 21 yeah. Podcast Cafe is, yep. is now our listeners can have some coffee while they're watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. Oh, yeah. Excellent coffee. Mm. I mean, in so many different ways you can have it. You know, it's just, it's amazing. It's <laughs> I love coffee. So Yeah, the cafe will be officially up and running, I think, in about three weeks. Okay. But, um we get to all the try all the changing again in up. front of us every week. It's really cool to see. Yep. So I'm really enjoying this cigar. Um, so what are we smoking next week? Well, next week is very special. Next week we are going to be doing the Julius Caesar Toro oh by J.C. Newman. I am a big fan of the the Julius Caesar. Yeah, so. the Julius Caesar is one of my Looking favorites. Forward in that to that Diamond that. Crown line, and that's going to be that's going to be a fun show to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. So, what is our um, uh, final verdict on this here? Uh, I'm going to give it a big thumbs up. You know what? And actually, when I had it early this week, I was thinking I was going to go with a three quarters. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just the way it was. You know, it didn't quite hit me just right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, a great cigar. But you know what? I'm giving it a full thumbs up now because... Full thumbs up. What yeah. changed your mind about it? You know, it's just... I, I, you know, I went with a Robusto earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And I think the Toro just brings it up that extra level of, of flavor okay. at the beginning, too. So, uh, And maybe it's the coffee. but it, it's, <laughs> and, and that's how I knew it would pair well with it. So right, right. No, it would. It right. What kind um, of coffee are you having there with it? This is a cappuccino. Cappuccino, yep. yep. So, yeah, just... Full thumbs up. I would, you know, definitely smoke it again. Yeah, yeah. I've had this is, um, I've had the robusto size in this, which I I think I agree. I am enjoying the Toro a lot more than I did the robusto. Not that it was bad. No, yeah, um, it was, it was but good. But this is just, I think the extra, you know, uh, inch or so on the Toro just makes a lot of difference. It feels like it is, has a little bit more complexity. Right, right. And the Figurato I've had as well. I love that cigar. I love I've not the tried the Figurato yet. Um, it is much more peppery and spicy up at the front. It makes and, sense, yeah. And yeah. Uh, then it mellows out. This, Rapid ratio. Yeah, yeah. this has this is really um, uh, uh, didn't have that huge burst of stuff that the Figurato did, that that um, uh, red pepper that I've been experiencing in here was, you know, very concentrated on the Figurato. And, but after the first inch, it was basically, it almost tasted like it was gone. Maybe that was because it was just, it kind of burned out my <laughs> taste buds, but this you know the the 
red pepper has just kind of gone through and that just in the final third it's just fading out mm -hmm. but it's picking up other stuff you know very woody very cedary so um a very enjoyable smoke a big thumbs up from pastor Padron here it's got a little bit of every flavor that you kind of like look for that when you know it's mm -hmm. got some of the spices and the, the cream and the you know the wood the nuts it's, so it's like it's got the best of every world <laughs> yeah yeah it's true and um Almost, almost like a little bit of cinnamon now or something. Yep, I can understand that. Yeah, yep, that, that, that spice. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Very, very good cigar. All right. Well, I think that just about does it for today. That'll wrap it up. Okay. All right. That'll do it. So, guys, we're very glad that you have been listening to the Ash Holes again. Hope you come back and join us again next week when we do the Julius Caesar Toro by J.C. Newman. Okay. You can download this and any other episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week.